Yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. You know what it is. It's them kids and wives and nine to fives, but we are still married to the games. One, 28. Straight. I'm just saying. Dude, that's crazy, right? Like, I mean, I know it sounds like we give ourselves props a lot when it comes to this. I think we should. Week thing, but I'm pretty impressed with ourselves. I think we're, <laughs> I think we're fantastic. There you go. <laughs> exactly. It's your boy Gabe Patillo with Tim Router and Timothy Hall, of course. And as always, we are talking games and life, life and games. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, we are coming to the end of Snowpocalypse. Here in Nashville, <laughs> things are getting back to normal. The kids are finally back in school. They're not just hanging outside of the mall doing uh, dance battles like from West Side Story, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> twirling around chains and things like this. That's right. Um. So, Router, what have you done with yourself? Oh, man. You know, it's funny. So, there are so many friends of ours that like went through kind of this because what, what was it like Monday through Wednesday was really the, the worst days. School was mm-hmm. shut down. Pretty much the entire city was shut down. And I think everybody had some cabin fever. And it really, for me, I mean, being a northerner, it's really not that bad. And everybody's got to realize, like, it's really not it that is, bad. It's it is hilarious. Really not that bad. Not that bad. But <laughs> the problem is, though, because we get ice like it, you could be anywhere. Ice is ice. And it's always a lot more dangerous. So you always have to take a lot more care. But, man, nobody knows how to right. plow around this place. I mean, no, there are, that's what a buddy of mine talked about. I was like, he was like, I was like, uh, so where are you from? He was like, Michigan. I was like, oh, so this is all you, you saw this. He was like, nah, I'm used to this when people take care of the roads exactly. and salt and plow. <laughs> exactly. I'm not used to this when you just leave it. Yeah. Like, hey, there's ice on the ground. Good luck. Have a good week. Yeah. Our our development was never plowed. And I think they have you. You have to pay the city in order to do that. And I'm sure our homeowners association will jump on that. But the, I think the problem is, is that. Middle Tennessee does not have like a plowing infrastructure. They have salt trucks and they have plows. They just don't know how to use them. I think <laughs> they're and, just sitting there yeah, yeah. getting rusted. It's, it's insane. So uh, I think a lot of people had some cabin pe- fever, but I mean, I still went out to the store if I needed to and, you know, just took my time and I did. I ran and got the paper for my father-in-law and that kind of stuff. Cause I had to go to Walgreens. And so I like, I didn't really have a whole lot of cabin fever anyway, but other people, I took Piper back to preschool on Thursday. Cause that's when they reopened. And uh, some of the parents there were like, oh, man, I'm so glad they're back open. <laughs> they looked well, all I like bet. they looked all like hair messed up and they just had like this bags under their eyes like their kids drove them nuts. Dude, all I can think about is like what my mom would have done. Like my mom was a single parent raising two po- boys yeah. who really needed school to be in. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like she, she I mean, she had to work. Yep. You know what I mean? She had to work every day. Yeah. And uh so if we were out for a week and a half, Oof. my mom would have been like, I, I, I hey, <laughs> see ya. The, the oatmeal's in the cupboard. <laughs> yep. Go, <laughs> Just go outside water. and play with something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. So um, we, uh, I, I mean, it didn't matter for me. I still work. I still had to work. Uh, Lauren closed the store from Monday through Wednesday, uh, mm-hmm. but it was fun. We had a good time with Piper. She went sled ice sledding for the first time, and it was uh, right. it was a lot of fun. But yeah, this, and I think schools are just in today is the first day back, right? Yeah, since last sure. Monday. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, since per- last Monday. Since that's last crazy. Monday, <laughs> and all all because of a, a a total accumulation of what two two and a half maybe three inches, but most of it is I ice. Know. I mean, my drive yeah. my driveway still isn't completely cleared yet because it's been so cold here. But um, 
yeah, man, this place is hilarious when it comes. To, if it was just like two to three inches of snow, be one thing. But mm-hmm. we get, we always get ice storms here. Like always, yep. this is probably the worst ice storm I've seen in a long time. And I've been here 16 years. So, yep. um, yeah, it's just weird. You don't want to, you, you want to be careful with that. And it's not that I don't trust my driving. I feel like I'm a pretty responsible and, and good driver when it comes to ice and snow. It's everybody else that I care because people All are right. crazy, crazy when they're out there. They're still like running. They're still driving like Tennesseans. Exactly. So that's what scares me. So it was nice. We were able to just kind of hang. I did a ton of work this past week. Um, Piper got her three-year checkup, and she was a very good girl at the doctor's office, and apparently she has high cholesterol. (laughs) What? What? Who the the heck knew that a three-year-old has high cholesterol? So we just have to watch uh, no more mac and cheese for her. Uh, no more bacon. No more bacon. <laughs> oh, man. So we're, I'm, I was like. Leave it up to a router. I know. Figures, right? <laughs> if she was just high cholesterol at three years well, old. Well, if she would, if they would say that she was allergic to everything, I'd be like, absolutely. That, that's totally. <laughs> I'm just saying for just something to be wrong. It's just course. a mutation of whatever of, you've got. Of course. Well, I know that my family, and the funny thing is, is it is all genetics at this point. And I'm realizing okay. like how important genetics is when it comes to creating a new being and um (laughs) it's funny because like my family has a history of cholesterol her family has a history of cholesterol we both have diabetes in the family yeah Uh, not not us personally right now um Mm. and yeah so it's just interesting how genetics can really play a factor in this so they were (laughs) the doctor's office was like yes okay so her cholesterol is high so we need to you know get rid of all the saturated fats and all that stuff so I know she eats a lot of mac and cheese. So good luck with that. Oh, <laughs> and we were like, thank you. But right. she's actually she's actually doing really well. We're trying to every time we feed her, we're all we're always introducing fruits and vegetables. Whether she eats them is a whole nother ball of wax. But I know that's right. It's just <laughs> crazy, man. So it's like, oh, one more thing we got to worry about. But but she's been awesome and she's been a lot of fun this past week. And um, and that's been good. Work's been kicking my butt. And um so just continue to work and do that. And, um, gaming, gaming, what have you been doing? Ga- gaming? gaming, gaming, gaming. Okay. Let me ask, let me ask you this. Cause I didn't read any reviews of the order 1886. Right. I haven't, I haven't looked at anything. I've really just come into this game, just blindfolded and mm-hmm. just playing the game. What, what was the overall review? Like what were the main problems you, that people you, had with this game? I didn't look at that that much either, but what I hear is, People feel like it's really, sh- I don't want to spoil anything. Gosh, but this is, I mean, this but is just what the reviews have been saying. People yeah, yeah. say it's really short and that the, um, you feel like after you boil it down, you watched more cinematics than you actually spent time playing the game. Okay. And with a, with it being that short, that's not good. Okay. And then for some people, people, for some reason, people hate quick time events, QTEs. Right, where right, you, right. Have, you have to mash a button real quick, or then mash a button. I love those. I think they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really exactly. And, exactly. And give a cinematic difference to a, a section of a game. But, right, right. Uh, it, it depends. It can be done poorly. It so. can be overdone. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I just wanted to find out because you know I I went on my little rant on Friday and posted a video. It wasn't really a rant. I just felt that the Holy Spirit of video games was leading me into <laughs> a, a conversation. To be like, look, you know, I I know we've had all this. You know, I think. The problem is that I think a lot of people are being overcritical. And the reason why I say that, because mm-hmm. I freaking love this game. This game, nice. is, this game is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the quick time events because I'm actually, I feel like I'm in a story and yep. I'm going to say, I'm going to say something bold. This could be the next uncharted. What? 
Hmm. In, my, in my opinion, the game, think about it. The gameplay is very similar to Uncharted. Uh-huh. You know, because you, we have a lot of quick time events. It's it's an action adventure thing. It's yeah. cover based. It's cover based. I mean, I think it ha- it has the potential to be another Uncharted down the road if it wants to be. Well, we have to remember then this, you know, almost what, eight years ago, uh, Uncharted 1 came out and was like scored well, but it yeah, wasn't, it, it a, wasn't a hit. Right. Yeah, it, wasn't it wasn't a hit like right a off hit. the bat. Well, too, but yeah. we didn't, you know, <laughs> any game now, this is what sucks about just time moving forward. When Uncharted came out, Uncharted had never been out. Exactly. And you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, just to even compare something to Uncharted now is like, whoa, don't compare it to Uncharted. That's a great that's game. Why, you know? That's why I'm making the statement because yeah. they have the potential. Ready at Dawn has the potential here to franchise something like this. It could be the Order 1887. It could be, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But Well, it, it could be a case where number two makes a huge splash like Uncharted did. Like Uncharted 2. And it, yeah. it brings in. And the reason why I'm saying this is because this this game is reminding me a lot of that for some reason. And it's reminded mm. me like when I first played Uncharted 2, when I first got my PS3, I think this is a great intro game to somebody who may have just bought a PS4, hasn't gamed much their life in their life. And, you know, just wants something, you know, something action and, and fun. Well, and, and they want something that shows the power of what they exactly. just bought. This guys, this game is beautiful. I yeah. think it's one of the, it's one of the better looking games out there right now. For I sure. really like it, and I um, I'm in. Ch- I think I'm at chapter six or so. So I mm-hmm. I know that things are starting to wind down. I I I sense that this isn't going to be the longest game in the world. But you know what? I'm fine with that. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. have a problem with that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes, as long as you're having fun with the game. Exa- you know, and that it- and that was my point on Friday when I posted that video. I'm like, look. I think everybody, and especially the actual video game industry, is super critical of everything that comes out now. There <laughs> right. is there is yeah. this level of high expectation, and that's fine. That's your job in the video game industry to critique and to review and to be like, okay, where are we now versus mm-hmm. where we've been, and mm-hmm. how are these games comparing up? And not every game can score well. Exactly, so, and, and not every change. game will, and not every game will score well because scores mm-hmm. change. You know, so. For me, like this is this is exactly what I was talking about on Friday. It is all about the gamer. If you like these kind of games and if you like quick time events, then you're going to have a ball with this game. This mm. game is great. It's beautiful. There's a story. I really feel like I'm playing a movie, and yeah. that's fun. I enjoy that. And and I think that's a lot of people's. It's so funny because people definitely nitpick. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And so it's crazy to watch people be like. I don't like that. I feel like I'm just playing a movie where like 10 years ago it was like, Oh my gosh, it's like you're playing a movie. Playing a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly right. And, but, and Gabe, I think you and I have the same styles too, because we both like quick time events. We like, yeah, we're like very, we're very story driven. Mm. This has a great story to it. It looks incredible. I'm really enjoying it. And, and that's all that matters to me. And that's, you know, take it or leave it. But, you, you know, it. I, th- but I think they have something here that can that you know they can tweak it is it going to be game like i said on my tweet is it going to be game of the year no of course i don't think so it's i mean it looks beautiful i think you know i i don't know i mean it could be it's but to me it's not like it's not that big of a letdown that you're like no yeah, it's you're really like, not and yeah I w- yeah yeah i waited what eight months for the pre-order but that's fine like it mm-hmm. It, it didn't really matter to me i had other games to play before them anyway and you know now is the time for it to shine you know i think 
the only thing that I could say is that I wish they used because this was this was supposed to be more of a title closer to PS4, you know, really like this was PlayStation's like major, major besides uh, Second Son, like major game. I wish yeah. they would utilize the DualShock 4 a little bit more or just the powers of the PS4. And maybe maybe what Ready Don was doing is, hey, this is a powerful machine now that we're using. Let's just make it beautiful. And maybe that's what they focused on was the actual art and beauty of it, which right. they totally succeeded because everything in that game looks great. The shading, lighting, yeah. just the settings, they look incredible. I really dig it. I am totally going too long on my week. <laughs> we could talk more about this when we get to the news. But in my opinion... I'm loving this game. I hope you guys do too. If th- if that's your style, when you do the item inspection, do you feel like it's time wasted, or do you feel like there's like it's kind of an important element to the game? Because that was one thing that the reviews harped on is like, yeah, you can pick up and look at items, but it's pointless. I, I didn't. But, I didn't pick up so, and look at half the stuff in in. Um, you don't have it, to do it. That's what's yeah. so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, like you yeah. don't have to look at the weapons. Like, only okay. if only if you're trying to platinum it because the trophies I'm not you know I'm not going to bother with the trophies it's just there's you know it's one of those games where if you're not already doing some of that stuff then don't like you pretty much have to go out of your way to get these trophies and I'm not going to do that I'm just going to you know play the game the way I like to play and and I like to walk around and and I've been picking up everything and I haven't listened to a single audio thing or you know I'll read a few things here and there and that's it but I didn't do that for BioShock Infinite either Right, exactly. You know, it's like so that does, that stuff doesn't matter I'll tell you to me. What, like, though I I really wish that you could have listened to the audio while you're playing the game. To have to go to another screen and yeah. just sit there while it plays and have the writing up, I was like, oh gosh. But they, but, well, they kind of did that with Infinite too, though, with those like little machines that no, you well, look I'm saying, into. Yeah, but you could you could start playing them and still walk oh, around in the world. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you yeah have that's to like true. stop what that's you were true. doing and. So anyway, that's my rant uh, for this morning. I, I hope I like you enjoyed it. it. Um, yeah, I, so I'm loving the game. I'm I'm excited to to keep going. I'm sure it'll be close. It was funny. Somebody compared it to uh, Rise because yeah, it, you know that, that was kind of a letdown. That was short, and I freaking enjoyed Rise. So it, you know, I'm biased mm-hmm. because those are the kind of games I like to play. So exactly. there it is. That's my week. It's been good, and I'm uh, I'm en- I'm enjoying this game. I think that that game honestly, is going to be profitable enough for them to do a number two. And that's why it's so interesting, because they can take all this criticism and feedback sure. and turn it into a great second installment. Of the I game. mean, it's there, man. So. I, I, I'm, I, you know, and I, I haven't completed it. I don't know the ending or anything. But from what I've seen so far, you know, there's a lot of character development and not just the main character, too. You can you you see some character development in other characters around you. Mm-hmm. I mean, this does have the potential to to be, uh, you know, to be kind of a, another Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, you heard it here. Yeah, I know that's right. Goodness Whether you agree or not, that's <laughs> fine. But but hey, that's just, that's the kind of the game style that that I like. And and I see a lot of similarities in it. Yeah. Nice. Halsifer. The last week was ridiculous. Can we just yes. come to that conclusion mm-hmm. as far as the snow? It was a little post. <laughs> it was, it was a ice. little apocalyptic, wasn't it? it, it like, yeah, because people, people, people were, were just freaking like, out. Yeah, people were like, oh, yeah. well, and also too, like people were giving up. They're like, I don't need this job. I don't need this. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like I'm done. You don't need to go to school. We're done. Masteria. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Awesome. I don't need this job. <laughs> I don't need this job. That's hilarious. So much so, like, not 
uh, like on my street, seemingly like uh, everybody's driveway is sloped and right. nobody wanted to clear their driveways. Yeah, so everybody. Course, yeah. Well, a lot of de- people were parking in the street. In defense, man, like I actually tried and, and chop up some of that ice. Man, you have to use an actual hard, like square nose shovel to even <laughs> break some of it. And after two minutes, I'm like, nah, forget it. I'm just gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna let this ride grease, out. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, because um, it's crazy because it didn't. It stayed below freezing for the for all three of those days. So it was it was crazy. We I'm cleared sorry. ours, and, and I'll uh, you know, this is kind of a. A super techie, super, you know, is this a, uh, is this a, I was going to say, is this yeah, a life, life hack, hack moment? Um, we cleared our driveway. We used hot water. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, then you had to work really quick, didn't you? <laughs> you're, saying, you're saying you're saying it's as easy as hot water. Exactly. <laughs> That's like uh, saying it's as easy as the sun. <laughs> exactly. We used the opposite of what was on the ground. Cold water. One person pouring, one person taking the shovel and breaking it up. And we had it, we had it cleared in like, I don't know, 30 minutes, maybe 40. Well played. We had to clear it because our driveway is pretty steep and we park in the garage. Nice. Mm -hmm. So, and it was, it was better that way because this weather, I could see it being pretty terrible on like people's cars. So that is so funny. Uh, so Saturday, and, and as I mentioned, like people were parking in the street, uh, Saturday, we have a neighbor who's like across the street diagonally from us. Mm-hmm. They parked their gigantic SUV, uh, on our side of the road Ugh. on top, on top of the ice. Of and on Saturday it started to rain. The ice got a little bit slicker actually, which is mm. crazy. Uh, and that SUV like moved a little bit throughout the day, but we didn't realize it till it was like really late at night. So basically the SUV started about probably about, I don't know, like eight feet up the road. Wow. And then, uh, we throughout the day, like we saw it like probably halfway through the day, we were like, Oh, it's like, you know, it's moved by about four feet, but we thought like, Oh, they probably just like left and came back right. and parked or something like that. And then about midnight, we looked outside and it was about, an inch from our mailbox. And we were like, okay, this thing is definitely sliding. Oh, There's no way that they would do wow. that. Wow. It, it, it might've been like six inches from our mailbox. And I was like, yeah, I, I know this might've been by like actually one or 2 AM. I was like, it is way too late to go get them up. I'm wondering if I should. Right. We were like, well, it hasn't hit it hasn't the mailbox. M- <laughs> yeah. It hasn't hit the mailbox yet, but <laughs> like keep an eye on it. So we yeah. got up in the morning and it, and like I said, it was about an inch from our mailbox and I was like, Nope, this needs to be moved now. Get yeah. Out of here. Yeah. Um, the same thing happened to us except with oh, yeah. our own car. Yeah. Like ah. we, we, par- <laughs> we parked in the driveway, you know, like normal. And I guess the left two wheels were on ice. Like, you know, I'm just pulling up with the whole thing's kind of ice. Yeah. And uh maybe I didn't park like perfectly in the little box that our car had made from being there overnight. Mm-hmm. Went to bed, woke up the next morning and my car was halfway down my driveway. That's so weird. <laughs> That's I was like, crazy. did we get like, did somebody try to steal our car and then thought that? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just it. kidding it's too cold out here for all this yeah just kidding yeah oh, that's so funny so uh, i guess that's what happened to us too. Yeah. Can, can we agree yeah. that saturday was just a miserable day though i mean it was yes. pouring rain it was cold oh, it was oh it was gross the last well, I, week's been i awful. woke up saturday and i was like yeah it feels 
like it feels like the weather's coming. I was like, I woke up a little later, so I was like, I'm not gonna try to go out and get my game today, get my pre order. Oh, oh yeah, right. yeah, yep, yep. So I ended up picking it up last night, but I played. Uh, I think I'm a little over halfway through Second Son, and I'm really enjoying it. Man, that's awesome. I'm so glad you are. I'm not. Yeah, that's a, great. I'm not always like a huge fan of open world games, and I know this was like early in the PS4's launch cycle, but it's a really good game. It's really not a game to sleep on. Yeah. It really isn't. I know it's good, it's right? Not. It's great. Yeah. Like I, I kind of feel like it since it was a launch game. Like I guess people, some people would think that there's some things wrong with it that won't be with other games. Of course, yeah. But I, I mean, I can't really find anything to nitpick on. It's a pretty no. good open world game, and it's very enjoyable for. At, coming from somebody who doesn't typically enjoy open world games. so mm-hmm. I, And I always tell people, like, if you've just bought a PS4 for the first time, get that game because it utilizes the the all the features, all the new features of the PS4 so well, and especially mm-hmm. the, with the DualShock 4. It is just so much fun. That game is great when it comes to handling all the new features of the PS4. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy to see them that they had done that almost a year ago at this point yeah. and nobody else is really like nobody's using done it. Sense. No yeah, one's exactly. using it. Yeah. No one's using it so at weird. all. Tell you what, them character animations look good. Yeah, they do. <laughs> especially the, in the mail. Especially, exactly. Especially the main character. All right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, like I said, picked up the order last night and I'm interested to hopping into it. I would have been a lot more psyched to get into it had I not watched the video reviews. Oh, yeah. see, yeah. They panned it really bad. Yeah, they did. I didn't watch it. any of the reviews just because I, didn't I knew either. that there it was cuz I mean you have to you have to think for those that haven't looked at any reviews, the average rating is probably a 6. Yep. Yeah. Like what would what would, you know, whether it's a working on a 10 point scale or 5 point scale like it probably rounds out to about there. Yeah. And you're like, Which, "Really?" Like for somebody who's been looking forward to it for a year, you're like, how a six? Yep. Yep. Yeah. But I think people being overly nitpicky for sure. Yeah. When I saw those tweets of like people putting memes up that have like, don't buy the order 1886 or, you know, don't order the 1886. I was like, oh man, really? Yeah, man. Anyway, we can talk more about that later. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably break into that next week after I finish up second son, but. As I mentioned, I'm really enjoying it. I didn't really know much about the story going into the game, so it's it's very interesting. I didn't realize that Delson was like a Native American character. Yeah, isn't it cool? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why we said, you know, you don't have to go back to do any of the other um, infamous games because it's, it's a, totally, a totally different story. Yeah. Totally different yeah. story. It's Makes so sense. funny. It's so funny that he's Native American. <laughs> Only because he doesn't look Native American to me. Yeah, and so not, he's not like really. Native American, like all my other white friends are Native American. Like, oh, yeah, you know, my grandmother was you know, a third Cherokee. You're like, oh, get out of here, man. Right. <laughs> um, that's really funny. I'm glad you're enjoying it, though. Mr. Patillo, sir. Yeah, yo. All what right. going down? <clears throat> so it's the uh, last podcast of Black History Month 2015. Oh man. So I thought I ended off like this. It's not, this is not date exclusive, but, um, a guy named Gerald Lawson also went by Jerry Lawson in the mid seventies was the first guy to develop a home gaming console 
that utilized interchangeable cartridges. African-American mm-hmm. guy invented the game cartridge. Back in the day, the game was just built into the board usually. And mm. so they thought that um, gaming systems couldn't even have their own microprocessors. And so to uh, utilize being able to swap in and out games. And he did it. And it was called the Fairchild Channel F. Um, Fairchild Channel F. Obviously, it didn't have <laughs> half of the popularity that Atari, you know, later did and stuff like that. But he's the guy who's credited as uh, inter- uh, inventing the game cartridge. That is really cool. That's pretty awesome. Jerry Lawson uh, passed away. Please pass the Fairchild, please. I'd like to play another game. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Oh, can you pass the paddles, can you? Um, And so he passed away in 2011. But uh, happy Black History Month, y'all. Yeah, buddy. That's Um, awesome, man. Yeah. I I knew about the Fairchild. I just didn't know, like, the story behind who he was. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest news for me, uh, doesn't come from me, but on Friday, Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao yes. finally announced that they're fighting in May yes. and I, I could not freaking wait. Dude, we got to get, we have to have like an MTTG, MTTG party or something. I am I'm asking off school that day. It's seriously, uh, I am, I'm not a huge boxing fan, but I recently worked on, uh, Manny Pacquiao's movie his like documentary on him. Oh, nice became a huge fan of him as well and like saw like how many people want this fight to happen and now it's finally happening and i'm like oh this is gonna be i cannot believe i'm i'm a mediocre boxing fan as well like you know we i've we've definitely like on the road will pay-per-view the big fights like we'll buy them and watch them on the road and stuff like that so you know i i watch it that much enough to be really excited when they announced on Friday that let's, they were Let's just hope Jenny doesn't go in early. <laughs> oh, well, th- that's what sucks. I want her to go in early because the fight is May 2nd. Our due date is May 2nd. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it nice. is. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, shoot. How am I going to pull this off? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Be like, hey, Uh-oh. so do you need anything? Any, uh, let me go get you some ice chips. <laughs> She's like, you were gone for four hours. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had to freeze them. What do you want me to do? Exactly. What you think? Ice just makes itself. <laughs> Ice don't grow all trees. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's really all, yeah. excited about that. I'm excited for that too, man. That's, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, gaming wise, it's probably been the most diverse gaming week I've had in a long time. Uh, played a bunch of Bravely Default still on my 3DS. Loving that. It's great. It definitely what, scratches that itch. What would you, what, what games would you like? compare it to like i know each final fantasy game is really yeah different yep so like which one would you probably out of the one that i've out of the ones that i've played i don't know because i i haven't played that many final fantasies um but it's definitely gives that old school jrpg don't ever explain this game to anybody because they'll look at you crazy kind of feeling. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, isn't yeah. that all JRPG? <laughs> exactly. But, but in the sense of where like with, with Final Fantasy seven, you can still kind of get away with explaining it to people because there's no like fairies or, you know, any kind of weirdness like that, that people are like, what now? Um, but this one like has a little fairy that follows you guys around and, 
stuff like that. And, you know, the wind has stopped blowing in this one city and it's all due to the Vestal. And, and so you're like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, yeah, when was the term like JRPG? Like, when did that become so widespread? Because if you think about it back in the day, like router, uh, when Final Fantasy seven came out, was that 97? Yeah, uh, ninety six or ninety seven. It, it was yeah. just an RPG. It wasn't well, right. an RPG. It's when the West started doing RPGs. Yeah, you know, right. what I'm saying? Well, like I mean, when, when, when the like, West started doing more popular mainstream RPGs, I think. Yeah, like when Mass Effect and all those kind of games got real big, they considered those Western RPGs. Do you, Do you think that it came about because a lot of companies, a lot of the companies making these games were from japan it has that anime style to it so they just kind of threw it in as a jrpg instead well that well i think no i just think that when when mass effect and those kind of games came to the forefront and started getting really popular it felt so different than the japanese rpgs and so i think that's where you kind of threw on the title like the japanese the jrpgs got well and then and then those games that router those like more mainstream games like mass effect right um you know skyrim would be considered a wrpg yeah they they do refer to them at some points as a western rpg but when they're listed as classification like in on our websites and in our stores and stuff they'll be considered just rpg right whereas so it's like a subclass of it yeah well JRPG is so different that they had to give it a different moniker. Yeah. Because if you sense. had a, if you had a standard mainstream gamer, a standard mainstream gamer used to play games like, you know, Final Fantasy seven, Final Fantasy eight, cause those were just, those were just they RPGs, were RPGs at right. that time. But it, it's changed so much for the mainstream American gamer. Right. That at this point, RPGs that come from Japan are just JRPG. Because they're letting them know, like, this is completely different than what you may be used to as a mainstream. Right. Gamer. And it's probably similar so. to, like, anime, I would guess. Like, I don't know the histories of anime. Well, but that's I would think that's, that yeah. they started off as just cartoons. But when they came west, we wanted to call it something really badly. Well, that's what I compare it to as well. Because, you know, I've seen anime before. I'm not a huge anime fan. I appreciate it. But, like, these games seem very similar to anime. And that's maybe why it was rolled into JRPGs. Plus, yeah. you said fairies and vestals within that descriptive sentence. <laughs> exactly. So that's my we, point. We just, everybody's just like, yeah, it's definitely a JRPG. <laughs> and, and they're just, you know, Western RPGs are just way more gritty and, yeah. you know, way more like. Weird. Uh, yeah, just so different. Anyway. Yeah. So, no, no, I love it. That's awesome. I've been playing that. Really like it. Uh, been playing some Dr. Luigi and some Smash Brothers on the Wii U. Love it. Um, picked up uh, First Light, which is the DLC for Second Son. Nice. Been playing that because it was free, what, January on uh, January PS Plus. Um, collecting everything. Love it. It feels like I'm back home. You know what I'm saying? It feels like, ah, oh, yeah, here we go. I nice. know how to play this. Like, I love that. Um, just because the controls are so good in that yep. in those games that I feel like it's pick up and play. And then last night I went way out of my way from a meeting I had last night uh, to get, there was only two copies in all of Tennessee of the order 1886 uh, at Redbox. Oh, and, nice. Wow. Uh, so I went and picked that up uh, somewhere in deep Brentwood You're right. uh, yesterday, <laughs> like the Nolensville Antioch Brentwood oh, yes. part of town. And, um, 
and started playing that and streamed about 45 minutes of it last night. And then, uh, it's up on our YouTube. And nice. so that's, uh, a, a let's play our first, like, official married to the games. Let's play part one, the order 1886. There you go. See what the fuss is all about. Nice. Um, and, uh, something else probably happened, but we're, we've gone forever on this part of the show already. <laughs> the past two weeks, man, it's been 30 yeah, minutes in. I know. We're like, and dead. What and happened? Dead. Was, oh and my God. Dead. <laughs> um, I will say that we started, uh, so every, you know, we've been talking about obviously about potty, potty training and doing that whole thing and <laughs> party, last, training. Party, party, party training, party training, party rock is in the house tonight. That's um, right. So, uh, last night and, uh, two nights ago and last night were the first nights that we let Amara sleep in just her undies. Nice. Um, and the first night did not go good. <laughs> <laughs> there was urine everywhere. Oh um, but God. I'm just kidding. But, There's uh, a flood. <laughs> but like, uh, we got her up last night before we went to sleep and let her go to the bathroom. And then I just heard the toilet behind me flush. So I think last night she didn't have any accidents. And so, Holy crap, we might be done with diapers coming up pretty, pretty soon. Wow. So just in time for another baby to get here and poop yeah. all over everything. But. <laughs> I was going to say, just, uh, just in time for the next one. Yeah, she's just going to hand it off be like, hey, you crap you on stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> and do it in here. Yeah, do exactly. It in this. It's, it's that's exciting. Awesome. So, yeah, that's um, cool. Anyway. Okay. That's wow. it. Wow. All right. We're done. And Everybody. Call no it. one's listening now. <laughs> like, these guys talk about themselves yeah. way too much. Dude, just fast forward to 34 minutes into the podcast. We'll actually <laughs> talk about some video games. <laughs> Router, you got it? Uh, yeah. Then let's do it! All right, we got some new releases this week. Uh, starting off, Resident Evil Revelations Two uh-huh. for the Xbox 360, PS3, PS4, Xbox One. There you go. We got we got some Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor DLC. Uh huh. That was the a story. Bright, the Bright Lord comes out. Oh, the Bright Lord. The Bright Lord. Uh, <laughs> for the that was very good. Xbox yes. One, PS4, PC, Dragon Ball Xenoverse. <laughs> For the Xbox One, <laughs> Xbox 360, <laughs> PS4, and PS3. Uh, Gabe, can we get an orc saying it sure is cold out here? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was just bugging me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> this sure is cold out here. There you go. Well done. <laughs> there you go. Oh, well okay. done. Dynasty. Very Hanna Barbera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, okay, Dynasty Warriors 8 Empires for the Xbox One. I cannot one. believe they're still making PS4 those games. For PS3. I know. These last two, I'm like, oh, whoa, oh, these are still around. <laughs> Dynasty okay, Warriors 8. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah. It, it must not cost them that much money to make those games anymore. They're like copy, paste, hero, make new enemies. There you go. <laughs> and there you have it. There's Hall's game making right there. Uh, exactly. Uh, uh, so that's pretty much it for uh, new releases. It will be pretty slow for a little while now, I'm sure. Um, the charts are not out. So for this past week. Oh, uh, come week, on, VG charts. I know, right? But um, I figure we do top selling games so far in 2015. I thought this was interesting. Oh, okay. Starting with number 10, GTA 5 for the Xbox One. Hmm. Number 9, Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo 3DS. Wow. Number 8, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare for the 360. 
Number seven, Dying Light for the Xbox One. Gosh, mm. that quick, man. Lord yeah. mercy. And in, in, in its debut. Uh, number six, Assassin's Creed Unity. No. For really? the Xbox One, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's the bundle. Yep. It's definitely the bundle. Uh, number five, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare for the PS4. Okay. Number four, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare for the Xbox One. Oh, number three, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire for the 3DS. Mm. Number two, GTA Five for the PS4. Mm-hmm. I think that's the bundle too, isn't it? Yeah. And then number one, which is pretty powerful, uh, Dying Light for the PS4. I thought wow. that would be the case. It it took over. I mean, it, that, that game's pretty good, eh? Two hundred forty-six thousand units. So far for this, and it and GTA Five for the PS4 just was behind it by twenty thousand units with two twenty one. So yeah, yeah. And that game is old, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's that's pretty pretty amazing. That's really. But cool. you know what's funny is most of these titles is exactly exactly what I would have said for last week's charts anyway. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, Dynasty they, Warriors eight. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you have it. I can't believe it. Uh, how many Dynasty Warriors games have there been? Because if you think about it, they had a lot of like Game Spit Boy off. slash DS yeah. slash. It's like it's like Street Fighter. Like it says Street Fighter Five, but let's not get it twisted. There's like thirty five of these games out here. <laughs> That's awesome. nice. I thought it was really sad. I was looking up some used games the other day because I'm thinking about getting into collecting some Super Nintendo games again. No, get it. And I thought it was really sad that I bought Street Fighter 2 Turbo uh, in 90... I want to say 97. I bought it brand new for like $20. Mm-hmm. And right now it's going used for about $20. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. That's the, the Honda video games. There it's, it is. It's, well, it, it's funny how like video games like or console games like the uh, cartridge-based console games, mm-hmm. like how they kind of went through a dip, like pre-eBay dip, like where they got down to probably a dollar at a yard really sale. Cheap. And mm-hmm. yeah, ever since like the rise of eBay and everybody uses eBay now, like, you know, everything you market value everything, back. Yeah. Everything that is cartridge-based has just gained its value all back at this point. I don't know if it's, it's going to go up anymore. I doubt it, but you know, you're pretty much going to be paying uh, what you paid for these games back in the day. Right. I mean, like, even if you want to get a copy of, I think, I think I might have looked up Link to the Past. I think it was maybe $30. I don't remember. It's just crazy to think about paying that for an old cartridge-based game. But Wow. Right. <laughs> That's great. Um, Well, give us something else, Hall. Uh, we got Dying Light at the end of last month, but the UK is getting it this coming Friday. Right. And they have a ridiculously priced special edition. I'm sure they do. Dubbed the My Apocalypse Edition, this bundle includes a custom-built zombie fortification cabin. What? Wait, what? <laughs> what? Yes. It's like basically a almost like an outhouse slash mini house, I guess. Some assembly required. Sure. Oh my um, God. But it's by a company called Tiger Log Cabin, so I imagine like they custom build like mini homes and stuff like that. It's worth about a hundred thousand so. dollars. What? Yeah. what they, so wait, they come to your house and build this thing, or is there some assembly required? It says custom built, so I'm I'm imagining that you get to get, provide get some to. direction. Um, how? So how? It's a hundred thousand dollars. It the the home is worth a hundred thousand, but the bundle is actually 
250,000 euros. I'm sorry, which what? is $387,000. Let me go through the rest of the stuff it includes here. So you get the, the cabin, right? Uh, zombie avoidance parkour lessons. So I hope you're in shape. <laughs> no buy this. way. Oh my God. Your face in the game as the protagonist, a trip to the developer oh, cool. tech land in Poland. Uh, wait, wait, wait. your face as the protagonist. The game's out already. Uh, I think. You get to probably DLC. have it as DLC, yeah. I Has imagine. to be. That's dope. Uh, night vision goggles, adult diapers. <laughs> hey oh, that's for game. Four <laughs> signed steelbox editions of the game. Two nice sets of razor headphones and a life size figurine, so you can scare people, I guess. Oh my lord, that Who is crazy. Guy that, how did that conference? Call or, or just that that meeting go when they were like okay. uh, that meeting went some sucker will buy this so let's make it yeah pretty much <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work though parkour lessons zombie avoidance parkour lessons <laughs> just that's our title. the craziest that's our, thing that is our title right there <laughs> you cannot you cannot get any more whacked out than that right now at at six o'clock in the morning that is next. <laughs> Level. What in the Zombie world? Is- avoidance parkour. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, think about that. What that says. Zombie avoidance parkour, parkour lessons. That is incredible. Oh. <laughs> I, I love it. Dude. So I, I was trying to find uh, the value in everything. $387,000. I was like, well, what, where's the rest of the value if the cabin's worth about a hundred? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm guessing they're valuing those, uh, Zombie survival parkour lessons as <laughs> like ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I got an idea. Why don't we all just dress up as zombies and then have our kids just run away from us? There's your lesson. Just oh run my away. Gosh, that's all you got to do. Oh. There you go, dude. That is crazy. <laughs> what is involved? That's in literally the craziest avoidance. thing I've ever heard. Oh my god! Why do I feel just... like zombie survival avoidance parkour lessons will look eerily similar to just parkour lessons, or just uh, hide and seek or tag? <laughs> well, because that's pretty much all you have to do. Not even that. Like parkour is something that you work up to. It's not something yeah. that you teach you, you somebody. Just, you just right. do all of a sudden. You yeah. have to feel it. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. you have to. You know. You have to work your way up because you have to start small and. You know, yeah. Kind yeah of, I wonder how many lessons come in the package. One. I, don't know. I wonder if that guy's just sitting by his phone, like, all right, somebody's got to buy this thing. Come on, baby. It's going to happen. Come on, tra- Zabi Avoidance. <laughs> I've been training for years on this. <laughs> like, I wonder if that's like weapon in hand. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? You have a machete. Machete. A machete. And oh, my Lord. Some running lessons on a wall. That well, is kind of really reminds me of those Assassin's Creed parkour videos where they're like, yeah. okay, let's dress up like the character right. and let's get weapons and let's try to do this legit. Well, no, they're not calling it zombie survival avoidance parkour or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's just parkour with guys dressed up. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks <sighs> to Hall. Unfortunately, you, Hall. The, the podcast only goes down from here. <laughs> it can't, it we've, can't we've go. jumped the shark. Yeah. It can't, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have, it, can't, it can't go up. That's it can't for go sure. up from here. Anyway, oh, we no. appreciate you guys. Listen, twitter.com <laughs> slash MTTG cast. <laughs> Oh, that was great. That's uh, let's write oh. that down. Episode one twenty eight. Jump yep. short. That's that's it. <laughs> Man. Oh, thank you, Hall. That was amazing.
Absolutely amazing. Where do you go from there? Yeah, Hall, you do another story. I don't want to follow that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, Entertainment company Lionsgate. There we go. uh, Producer of films and TV shows. You probably know them from Orange is the New Black, Mad Men, and the Hunger Games movies. Mm -hmm. They've made an investment in Telltale Games to create something called a super show. Oh, great. A super show is episodic content with scripted story elements and game mechanics, which to me is really no different than what Telltale already makes. So I'm guessing that like Lionsgate in, in making an investment in Telltale is like, we need to give this a name because people on the television side aren't going to understand what this is. So let's just call it super show. Well, and isn't it what they're doing with quantum break? Yeah, it's pretty similar. Quantum break already trying to do that. Yeah. And other things have tried to do it before and not succeeded at all, but uh, well, I, I don't think it succeeds at all because I think they end up not pleasing anyone by trying exactly. to like, yeah. sidestep. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know. The other option <laughs> is that Liongate just wants to kind of buy into it so that they can get the writers into the Telltale Games series as well. I think that that's what it is. That's, uh, I think it's all a ruse just to say, hey, you know, we're buying part of this so that we can bring some writers in and create more of this type of content, which is great. I think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, let Telltale be Telltale, though, for crying out loud. Well, so far they've announced that they're teaming up for like new original IP from Lionsgate, which is kind of sad because I was thinking like this would be the perfect avenue for like a Mad Men game. Because like in the past yeah. I've talked about, you know, Mad Men is so popular that you would think that by now they would have come up with something that they could do on a on a console or something gaming to yeah. appease those fans. And I think that a Telltale style game really works for that. I mean, we've seen that with The Walking Dead where they created their own kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was much more successful than the actual Walking Dead game that they tried to make. Not Telltale, but a different the other company. One. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So I think that that's what Walking Dead fans wanted was like a game that Telltale could make like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think the formula worked, and I think that it's going to be interesting to see what Lionsgate does with uh, Telltale. Telltale has taken on so many projects. It's, I don't know how they balance it all out. It's pretty amazing, and it kind of scares me a little bit, though, because I am I fear that the quality is not going to be there. And so far, people have already said it's not there with the Game of Thrones series. Uh, I hear the the Tales from the Borderlands is supposed to be great, too, but I haven't I haven't even played them yet. Yeah, me neither. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, it looks like games with gold for March it has been announced. Um, three sixtiers with X with Xbox Live Gold membership will be able to get Tomb Raider. Wow! From the first through the fifteenth, and Bioshock Infinite the sixteenth through the thirty first. That's banging. Nice. Xbox One, we get Raymond Legends. For the oh, whole month. Yeah, a really? little bit of a letdown. It looks like IDARB, I Draw a Red Box, is going to stay free uh, throughout the month. I would say check out Rayman. Uh, it's it's not I, a game for everyone as far as like the you know playability and the uh, mechanics and stuff, but uh, it is a really good-looking game, so it's fun to yeah. watch. I like. I, I think I beat it on uh, Vita, maybe? Is that what? Where did I play Origins? I don't remember which one I played. I think I, I don't remember which one I played. But yeah, those are fun games, fun little platformer games. 
Um, so the internet was a buzz. I feel like with this whole, um, Henry Kramer, the fifth grader who got his destiny characters deleted while using share play. Did you guys see that? No, I heard about the stranger it. in the destiny world was like, Hey, you want me to show you a glitch? And he was like, yeah. And the story goes, he gives him share play access and some reason leaves the room. It's really, the, the story is pretty, it's got a bunch of twists and turns in it, but, um, for some reason leaves the room, comes back and sees that the guy's deleted his 31, like, level warlock and his 20 something other character. Two out of his three characters has been deleted. And, uh, apparently this kid breaks down, and starts crying. Fifth grader. Stinks. Yeah, it stinks. It sucks, but it's, it's one of those things where I, I, I don't know if the story's real or not. Like nobody's come out and said it's fake, but like the story, like as to who the kid is that did it is like really convoluted. Like some guy was on a bunch of pain meds and his buddies were coming over and chilling with him, but he doesn't know. Like he thinks one of his buddies did it. It's like this, what? it's this weird, like twisty turny thing, but I don't know if Bungie's just doing this to teach a lesson or whatever, but they won't give him his stuff back. You know, the kid, they're like, Listen, that your stuff is gone, but they said they didn't try to make it to where regrettable decisions like this can be reversed. Yeah, uh, hmm. you know what? I'm sorry, that's just idiotic. Why? A, why would you invite somebody to to share? Which means you have to be friends with them in the first place. If you don't know this guy, then don't be friends with him. Or <laughs> like, no, if you he don't, does, he doesn't know. He doesn't know him. The fifth right. grader didn't know it was a stranger. But but he but he uh, okay. So he gets an invite to sh- to share play from somebody that he doesn't know and says, yeah. yeah, and then leaves the room. That's why I don't, that's why I'm not understanding. That, but. That's nah, I don't buy that. Yeah. Mm. You know what? You guess what? You get to start destiny over again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you didn't play outside, you didn't learn that when you yeah, go to the exactly. basketball court, you don't mm. let somebody stranger, else use your ball. Stranger yeah. freaking danger, people. <laughs> Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Come on now. Seriously. Uh, also, in a weird turn of events, Kanye West said he's making a video game based on uh. his song Only One, which is the, I think the song he did on the Grammys and SNL. It'll be a JRPG. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, he said he's been working on it for six months, and the idea is, quote, the idea is that it's my mother going through the gates of heaven, and you've got to bring her to the highest gate of heaven by holding her to the light. Okay. I have no idea what that means. It's probably some mm-hmm. genius talk that's over my head. Or or it goes straight to the discount bin. <laughs> I know you're <laughs> tired. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's oh. good. Yes. That's well played, sir. Nice. <laughs> I'll give us something else, brother. Oh, buddy. Uh, Activision might be bringing back Guitar Hero soon. A That's few days after it was announced that Rock Band may soon see the light of day, Activision announced that Guitar Hero may return as soon as this year. That'd be quick. I still don't know and understand how it all fell apart because that game was so popular and like it's a it's in Chuck E. Cheese for crying out loud. I know that's the, right. The reason that it fell apart is because retailers got sick of plastic instruments sitting on the shelf. Uh, Those things it, took so up way too much. Yeah, well, that's true. It's an inventory issue. I'll give him. I'll give him that. But well, then change it to online. I mean, I know it'd be more of a pain, but like purchase a game and it comes in the mail and whatever. I don't know. Huh. They Rock Band was such a a hit with the casual gamer that I think that selling it online would. 
I don't think they'd see near as much activity. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like they were wanting, it sounds like Activision was kind of wanting this to be a surprise, but perhaps like the rock band announcement just spurred like, oh, well, crap, now we got to say something because we've been working on this thing and we want people to know that we're, you know, we're it, me too, you know, right. strike while the iron's hot. Uh, it takes like a good few days to get a press release approved. So this to me, like I said, is a me too comment where when they saw the news come out from harmonics, they were like, all right, draft of a press release. We got to go live in a few days. So hmm. they said that they would bring the franchise back if it made sense in this generation. Like right. they said that, you know, I don't know, what was it? Four years ago or five years ago, they said like, you know, when the next gen comes around, if it makes sense to bring guitar hero back, we're going to try it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what they were planning on doing this year. So I, I have their solution. <clears throat> Ready for it? You Here don't it need any pla- you don't need any plastic guitars or any inventory like that. Air Guitar Hero <laughs> <laughs> with the connect and the PlayStation Eye with the connect and the place. Boom! Check is in the mail, baby. <laughs> Bring it. Come on now. You just gave that idea away for free. Oh, I know. Geez. Oh, Dang no. it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man. I'll take that back. Just whoop, yep, yep, whoop, whoop. Yeah, all our best ideas are free. I know, right? <laughs> um Steve Bristow, Bristow, uh who Nolan Bushnell called one of the world's most powerful gaming pioneers, has passed away and he oh. was uh he was an Atari employee who helped uh birth the Atari 2600 and also worked in their coin-op arcade division. So Man, it's gonna. It's, I think we're gonna see more of this as gaming gets older. The pioneers mm-hmm. are gonna start passing away, and that's really sad because uh, we're so grateful for these guys and the really the jump that they took um, and the chances they took. Yeah, because gaming wasn't a thing. You know what I'm saying? So to bring it home, people didn't know how to bring it home yet. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah. hey, rest there in peace, is. my brother. Respect. I'm glad that they, you know, jumped out there and took the risk. You know, Smell-O-Vision hasn't worked out yet, so they didn't know that gaming was going to work, and it did. So. It really did. It's just crazy. Well, every week we ask you guys a question, and last week was no different. I don't remember exactly what we asked you guys. <laughs> it's early. Something about taking games back. <laughs> oh, yeah. When was the last time you were so disappointed that you took a game back. I was talking about taking Evolve back, which I did do. And I actually, um, I was going to get a game. And then I looked over and saw that Best Buy had um, the Xbox headphone adapter in. No, no, and I was finally. like, hey. Yeah, get that, man. Let me get that. That took me almost a week to get. Exactly. So I got that. So thank you, Router, for buying me the headphone of, adapter for Xbox course, One sir. with some no money problem. still in waiting to get spent on something else. There you go. You're welcome. Um, Lane Storm over at the forums. I attempted to take Assassin's Creed Unity back to Best Buy, but they refused to take it. I'd like to say I'm over it, but I don't make a habit of lying. So he's not over it. I get you. He's not. A, yep. Um, Tigs over the forum. I returned a Metal Gear game that came bundled with my PS3. I think it was Metal Gear Solid 4, Sons of the Patriots. I couldn't get into it at all. Hmm. Haley Miller on the forums in a surprising shock said Destiny. Wow. Um, okay. So I guess it just didn't 
hang I on to it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far as to take it back. But I yeah, clearly, I gave it. I gave it a real try. Yeah, you gave it a college try, but I, it's clearly that's one of those instances where the co-op multiplayer kind of thing is just that's just not her not their thing so there you go yeah um andrew lee the second or yeah i know right we have a second exactly at randy the dark soul on twitter said turek for the xbox 360 i didn't think it was possible to further ruin a franchise i was wrong nice um luke eisenhower at Antipod 51, Dark Souls, borrowed, not purchased, rage quit after playing for three hours and making 15 minutes of progress. Nice. Nope. <laughs> yep. That's why I don't play that game either. <laughs> um, let's see. Conquer. This is, uh, John T. Olivia at Joe Jolivia on Twitter. Conquer, li- uh, live and reloaded. On original Xbox, how can an Xbox game be more censored and slower than a th- Nintendo 64 game? <laughs> Disgust. Nice. So thank you guys. I'm glad I'm not the only one. It made me feel not uh, as bad. When I saw all you guys' answers, I was like, yeah, other people have done it too. Um, so thank you so much. You guys know where to find us. Facebook.com slash married to the games. Twitter.com slash MTTG cast youtube.com slash married to the games. We're putting our, uh, first play, uh, let's play up there today with the order 1886. I figured I'd choose a game that people said wasn't that long. <laughs> so there you go. that's why we're doing that one. Um, and, uh, Halsifer rate us on iTunes. So you can get our special, my apocalypse edition. <laughs> <laughs> so, so ha- Paul can teach you zombie survival avoidance parkour. Yeah, it's about a uh, three-minute podcast. So. <laughs> I love All it. about surviving this zombie apocalypse. That's amazing. We should do one. <laughs> well, <clears throat> warm this thing up here. <clears throat> Let's get into some questions. Travis. Hey guys, love the show. I was wondering what your thoughts uh, are on stores like GameStop taking in and reselling used games and its impact on the industry. I, for one, do not support used games if they are fairly new titles. Ooh, Uh, me and Travis went back and forth on Twitter about this. I remember this. Did you? Oh, nice. Uh, Let's say three months or newer. I want the money for games to go to the people who made them and not just someone that facilitates a place to trade them in. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on this issue? I don't think you can use the recycling excuse anymore since most recently released titles are also available digitally. Thanks Mm -hmm. again, guys. Um, Yeah, I mean, we we have touched on this before, right? I mean, developers will still make their money when you purchase day one. Mm -hmm. That's that's how they're going to make their money. The stores like GameStop and that kind of stuff, they're going to make their money when it, when they're trading. And that's and, the only time they make their money. And that's the only time. And that is going that is going to continue to fade as games come out more digitally. Mm-hmm. So that's I true. don't think I don't see a bright future in it for mm-hmm. GameStop. I, I I mean I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think that 
we all know that digital is not the norm, like the default for a lot of people. I still yeah. like to go and purchase the actual disc instead of downloading it digitally. Um, that's not, I don't think that's going away quite yet, but it's definitely, I think we may see that. And I'd like to, I'd love to see some numbers last year of, of revenue generated from used games, trade-ins, all that stuff. I, well, I, I want to see digital numbers too. I think the reason they never release them is because they're like, yeah, they they're look probably scared sad. To. Yeah. yeah. They're probably scared. They don't want people to think that digital is a inferior option at this point. Right. Right. I, I right. think we are the worst podcast to ask this question because we're not in the game industry. Uh, like since we're not working our nine to fives in this industry, like mm-hmm. we still like physical titles. Whereas if gaming was my bread and butter, of course I'd want people to buy digitally because yeah, right. I'd be like, well, that, that supports me. They can't trade it in. So it's not putting used copies out there for people to buy. I mean, you yeah. know, <sighs> movie studios and music have gotten used to this kind of thing. Like yeah. music was impacted significantly by used sales during the 80s and the 90s. Oh, yeah. And they, I mean, you can kind of argue that the music industry is in a weird place now, but, I mean, used sales are built into what you do. Yeah. You just build in that number to what you do. Like, if you want to support the developer, by all means, buy it digitally. Or like Router and I do, you know, we we buy it uh, physical copies, and most of the time we just keep the game. Yep. Mm -hmm. So... You know, it's you're still supporting the developer I, both, I, both ways. I, I was saying to Travis, I feel like um, as much as, of course, I want the developers to flourish and everything like that. But I, I think we have to um, and I know that selling their game, that's what they do. You know what I mean? But I think that yeah. used stuff, it's hard for me to hate on buying and selling used when we buy and sell used like everything else. Right. You know what I'm saying? When we buy cars mm-hmm. used, when we buy it's houses used. It's a standard used. convention now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just standard, standard like, you know, Toyota doesn't get money when I go and buy a Toyota from somebody. Um, right. But I also think it's part of owning things. You know what I'm saying? I own something and I can sell it. And um, and then I can go hopefully, you know, buy something else new. You know, It's also marketing for them because if yeah. I like a game and I trade it in somebody else or, you know, and trade it in for something else, I'm A, getting a new something new that I want. And mm-hmm. and kind of relinquishing that other game so somebody else can pick that up who may not have played that game before and may enjoy it. And then the same thing may happen. Right, right, right. And and I mean, and it's hard because like I can't another reason I can't hate on you is like, I, I, I don't know, maybe I just came up like letting my buddies borrow games to hopefully exactly. get them into mm-hmm. gaming. And then nobody makes money. If I'm just letting you borrow it, I'm not making money and the developer's not making money. But hopefully it show somebody how good a developer is and then they end up going and buying you know yeah, the game themselves. and that's yeah that's why i let people borrow games all the time too like i've got a couple other buddies that that have some of my games right now because i'm excited for them to play it and you know this person likes first person shooters so i gave him and he has a ps3 so i gave him far cry 3 because he never played it before mm-hmm. i'm like dude you love this game so that's going to be on his radar and you never know maybe down the road he'll pick up a, a another copy of it so right yeah it is. It's it's weird. It it's it's not going to go away for a while because, like you said, it is. We are a a society of we buy something and we can trade it later on. Right. Like why do we, then garage sales should just be non-existent, right? You know exactly. Yeah. So 
you know, we, we still have that bartering system. We have something, we can give it up for something else and somebody else wants to take it that, that we've already had before. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's been there since the dawn of time pretty much. So I don't think it's going away. Well, and you think, you know, for a split second, I felt guilty waiting on the order 1886 to red box it. But I was like, well, if I support Redbox, Redbox bought, I don't know how many copies of the order 1886. Right. You know At what I mean? discount, I'm sure. Maybe. But like, I've talked to people that own mom and pop game stores. They're like, I can't give you a discount because I don't get a discount, even though I still buy in bulk. Now, obviously, Redbox buys really in bulk. But, right. um, you know, that between them and, you know, the developer or whoever they're buying it from, you know? Well, I think they make relational deals too, where they're like, you know, we'll put your game on a giant poster in front of our uh, red box like locations. Right. You know, if you give us a 20 percent discount on the bulk purchase that we're going to make. Yeah. So right. they get some promote their promotional deals done like that all the time. So. Well, and think about that. Marketing and advertising is always a separate budget in these campaigns anyway. So you could factor that into part of your budget as well. Like not only, yeah, you can get a discount here, but you know, it's also, it, it can also be discounted through your advertising and marketing because they're putting this big thing up there. So you'll, right. you'll pay a little bit more for that. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants a space on the end cap so that they can, uh, <clears throat> they can market their and advertise their games. Perhaps another reason that they haven't like been hinting at the all digital future or like, you know, publicly describing it to consumers is because these, a lot of these companies are publicly traded companies. Mm. So if mm. they came out there to investors and said like, you know, we're going to stop selling physical titles, you know, we're just going to go all digital. Everybody would pull their stock immediately. Yep. They'd be like, we are not going down with you. Nope. I think there are enough, you know, casual gamers out there that would basically evaluate it and say like, do I care enough about games to right. spend sixty dollars on a digital only title that I get no I get no stake in basically? Right, I can't take it and sell it later. I can't trade it in. I can't mm-hmm. do any of this stuff because some people it makes you feel like have, you don't own it. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. And, and some people have a, a gaming habit that you know they buy a new game and then they trade it in towards their next new game or yep. you know something like that. Not everybody mm-hmm. can afford to just buy every game new. Right. All the time. Very mm. true. So nice. That's a good question. Great question, Travis. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to uh, Facebook. Paolo, uh, when was the last time something bad happened, but you still got a laugh from it? Mine was just, <laughs> mine was just now realized my credit card was frauded for the second time in less than a year, but this time they couldn't complete the purchases because I had no available credit limit. <laughs> <laughs> he said, ha, jokes on you, Aiden Pierce. <laughs> uh, so that's awesome. Um, something bad happened, but you still laugh from it. Oh man, I kind of had one yesterday. This is terrible. Hit it. Remember, I was telling you last night, Router, that Jenny got a haircut that she yes. really didn't like. Well, Jenny yes. was freaking out about it because she got this haircut and it was so expensive, and she had no idea how expensive it was going to be. I mean, wow. it was like dumb expensive. She called me really upset. Uh-huh. And it, it felt like something bad was happening. And for some, I was like, why am I smiling? Like, I shouldn't be smiling. This is terrible. <laughs> like, my wife is, a, <laughs> is, 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 is hating life right now. For you some are reason, sleeping on the couch tonight, Ex- brother. <laughs> exactly. So it wasn't that I got a laugh from it, but it was, it was, it was interesting to me to hear her get so worked up because she never gets, she's not an emotional right, right. girl like that. She doesn't fly off the handle and like, yeah. you know, really freak out. And I was like, it was just interesting to see her 
like hear her be so passionate. And I understand she was hurt. She comes home. She looks great. Like it's not like yeah, they course. burned half her hair off or anything right, crazy right. like that. <laughs> but it's just that she paid so much money for something that she didn't end up liking and felt like they had just no regard for what she actually wanted. And so she did show me the picture of like, this is what I showed them I wanted. And this is what I got. And it is like drastically different. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's not even close. Like no, not even close. Sucks. And so, uh, that's probably the last thing that, I, but you know, obviously I still felt bad for it, but I was like, well, I'm, I shouldn't be smiling. This is awful. I think I got a laugh out of, um, when I had my old uh, Land Rover, like I, I would just basically every time I went to the dealership to get something done normal, there was always something else that was wrong with it. Yeah. And God. hence, that's why I got rid of it. You I'm and like, Toby both, man. God seriously, Lee. man, I, I will never get another Land Rover ever again <laughs> because I just go in there. And so when, when, uh, when I get a call from them, a, my, my heart goes in my stomach. I'm like, Oh, here it is. How much is it going to cost me mm. this time? And I've actually laughed before when they're like, yeah, you're going to need this. And it's like another grand. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like of course. okay. Yeah. All right. So, I think, yeah, on a small scale, that's, uh, that's kind of what that happened to me. Paul, what about Rather, you guys? When you, when you buy a Land Rover, they think you're rich. That was your mistake. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. I like, that oh, thing. he'll spend anything. And guess what? I bought that thing used too. So <laughs> they, they got your money anyway. They got it anyway. Land Rover was like, Oh no, we go get this buddy. Oh, we got <laughs> this guy. <laughs> New or used, it don't matter. Paul, what about yeah, you guys? You we're going to have... get him with DLC, man. Let me tell you what. <laughs> DLC. That's right. <laughs> we're making him pay. We're making him pay for the online play. That's right. <laughs> Paul, you guys have a dark sense of humor. There's got to be something that happened bad that you guys left. The out. last thing I can think of is it was so icy outside and our driveway is so steep that basically like you, you ever been in those situations where like you're sliding on the ice and you're like, well, I better not move my feet because if I do, I'm going to fall. Right. Oh, yeah. So I was in a situation of uh, trying to at least break up a little bit of the ice, like like right when the storm happened. And getting my feet on the driveway and then just like feeling myself slipping. So I was like, well, I, I better not move or else I'm going to fall. So I just let myself like kind of coast down the street. <laughs> like, well. there and goes I saw, I, Krista was out there with me. I was like, well, see you, see you in a minute. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Whatever this gravity lets up. Yep. Come holler. Yeah, I'll, I'll be right back. That's, That's so right. awesome. Good question, Paolo. Thanks, Paolo. That was awesome. Hope that everything's awesome. all right with your credit card. Um, Sean Capri, Microsoft has, quote, surprises in store for E3. What do you think they've got up their sleeve? New dashboard, Connect 3.0, Half-Life 3? Hmm. Um, I don't know. Half-Life 3 would be great. That's that, never happening. That'd be, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think this could be a pretty crazy E3 this year. It's going to be all like, about the games. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm excited about, which is pretty incredible. I I don't know because everybody All about them games, about them games, <laughs> no consoles. <laughs> Sorry, I think um, I I don't think it's just Microsoft. Microsoft. <laughs> Let's try that again. Microsoft. 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 Everybody has surprises. <laughs> um. I, yeah, everybody's going to have surprises. So I just like to go. I just want to go and just just be in the moment for all of these surprises and watch people freak out. Is, It'll be great. Is Microsoft the ones doing that hollow deck or whatever? Yes. 
Is that Microsoft's correct. baby? So we might see a hologram Tupac again. I don't know. Exactly. Um, that could be a surprise. Who but knows? I, I'm hoping for some reason when I saw the hollow deck thing or whatever it is come out, I was hoping that like that. It, I don't know. I, I want, I want either that or them to come out with this thing. Like, I bet y'all didn't know the connect could do this. Oh, and then see, like, there you go. Finally. Then, you know then what I'm saying? I have to go get one. Yeah, exactly. Well, you have to yep. go get one anyway. Yeah, yeah. They're going to bring back Milo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you want to draw me a picture? Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I sure do. <laughs> Good qu- <laughs> Creepy. Good question. Uh, moving on. Sean Fuller. He's got like two little quick fires. Uh, coffee or energy drinks? Oh, coffee. gosh. Coffee. Coffee. Those energy drinks, man. Woo. I know about uh, those. Dr- driving the car or being chauffeured? Parentheses. Wow, that's a word I've never spelled out. Took me a couple tries to get. <laughs> <laughs> that's John. That's awesome. Uh, uh, I like to drive, man. I'm a road warrior. Yeah, I'll drive Miss Daisy for sure. Drive. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good one. Thanks, Sean. Uh, Freddie Crispin, did you guys uh, did you guys make the intro music as well as the rest of that play during the show? Because they are awesome. Well, Freddie. I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but it was me. <laughs> it was all around. It was me the whole time. Uh, of course, my boys are awesome and extremely talented. And so, um, yeah, you guys handled that. Yeah. Uh, Hall's, I Hall just does show up all every day. The, exactly. Hall does all the um, in podcast music. And I did the um, theme song. The, intro, yeah, the, the in pod, it was funny because like the, during podcast music, it was just a suggestion that, uh, Chris, who, who was collaborating with us for a little bit, like he made the suggestion, like you guys should have some bumpers. Yeah, that's right. And so I was like, yeah, I'll that's just, right. I'll just throw these songs in here. These are some of my like older, much older, like songs for licensing. So I was like, I'll just throw these in. And they turned out and, to be perfect. And now they stick. So yeah. yeah. And I think I sent you guys when we started this podcast, I think I sent you guys three songs yes. that I had done. Oh and, yeah, that's right. And these guys and the, picked them. The intro, wasn't that the, was it a bridge or was it the chorus or it's I can't the remember. the beginning of the song, I think. No, it's just the very beginning. It yeah, was beginning. just the very beginning. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember Krista and I were listening to the songs that Gabe sent and of the songs that you sent, we heard that one and Krista was like, that sounds like a video game podcast song. Yeah. Oh, well, that's yep. good. Nice. Yes, there you go. We got some talented boys on this crew. So that was, I had nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> moving on to Twitter at, uh, at Sith Nightmare. I have to catch a flight in the morning and do some time traveling over in the, on the West Coast. What is the worst jet lag you've had? Gabe, you probably have it more than we do. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say it's been, there's been some rough, there's been some rough times. That's for sure. The funny thing is I, I don't really know how jet lagged I really get. I mean, I think the worst. I was, was Lauren and I went to Italy for our 10 year anniversary and our flight over, we were stuck, uh, in, I think the last row. So we can't really recline the seat backs and the couple in front of us were, um, well, let's just say they were, they were a little larger and they were the ones that pulled their seat back all the way. Basically, Lauren looked like a dentist with this guy who was right in front of her because he was so far back. We actually... 
I had to ask him to put his seat up a little bit if he could, because we had zero room. No so, way. Oh man. I don't sleep on planes anyway. I, I just can't do it. Cause you, you know, you get that either you get the head nodding down and then you hit your head on the, you know, <laughs> yeah, the window seat, or whatever, yeah. or your back and then your mouth is wide open and somebody <laughs> could just like throw stuff in there. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't, I just, I get uncomfortable. I can't sleep well. So I actually get really tired on, I don't get jet lag. I just get tired. And after like a little nap or so, if it's been a long trip, I'll be fine. But like the the flight back, you know, I was fine and just, you know, I can adjust fairly well. Uh, we went to Australia and, and, and when you go that oh, God, far, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, your whole situation is like, okay, it's, wait, wait, well, okay. What, all right. Hey, what day is it? All right. Body, <laughs> let's regroup here. What are we doing? <laughs> and so, uh, where are we? Yeah. It's one of those things too. When you have to go and do a show, you just have to stay up. And that's your only yeah. option because you get there and you've like missed out on a whole day, but it's like morning. Yeah. And so if you were to get there and go to sleep, you'd jack yourself up. So I believe that yeah, 22 hours, Australia. right? Isn't that, isn't that? No, flight? it's, it's the flight. I think it was 15 over and 16 back or something like that. Uh, that's not Ooh. terrible. It's like, it's still, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, rough. yeah, it's not the greatest, but not ideal. <laughs> Exactly right. Oh, that's awesome. Paul, you got anything? I ain't got time for jet lag. Ain't got time for jet lag. Nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. All right. At Delvin Cox, favorite city besides where you live? San Diego or Portland or Seattle. San Diego. San Diego. Does that mean like within the U.S. or just global? Just wherever. I'd go London. Love that city. Yeah. There you go. Love that city. (laughs) When you go there, they're like, damn. Damn. Oh, actually, no, I was thinking of South America. Sorry. I was like, what That's... the heck accent is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I mean, London's got a, is, is a melting pot of all kinds of different people. So it could be. Yeah. 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 Um, um nice. Hall, do you have, did you say one? Honestly, I wouldn't like have a favorite necessarily. I don't think, I mean, if anything, I guess it would be just like Cincinnati. I guess. Nice. Cincinnati is great. Um, yeah. I, I like Cincinnati, Cincinnati too. Um, yeah, man. Nice. Good question. Nice. Yeah. All right. We got a few more, uh, at Krypton TKMC. Does buying broken and poorly designed games only incentivize studios to make more of the same? Hopefully not. That's kind of the point. Um, I think what, what can happen is if they're, they're broken, um, that company, that studio will know how to fix it in the long run. I mean, how how are you going to succeed if you don't fail first? Right. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like you're not going to be able to come out with something that is absolutely perfect every time you are going to fail at things. There are things that yeah. you did not think of or that other people experience. It's that's all part of the game. I think that's just part of the gaming industry is that this stuff is so complex. Developing a game is so complex. There are going to be things that happen. There are going to be things wrong. I don't think it incentivizes the studios to keep doing the same thing. Obviously they want to create cleaner, better design games. Mm-hmm. Um, if so, we stop think, buying them, though, they'd tighten it up. Well, that's very true. But yes, it, but at the same time, there does need to be some accountability. If it is a blatant, just really horrible break or a very poor design thing, they should be held accountable. And the way that you do that is you don't purchase their game and you and then they go bye bye. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's just it's just one of those things where this is such a tech industry and there are so many factors that it's not, it's never going to be, there's never going to be a perfect game right out the gate, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, also, too, when 
when companies release, you know, games with uh, bugs or broken elements, like it really depends on how much you're enjoying the game. I mean, the uh, Fallout, Fallout 3 had a lot of broken stuff in it, but the game was enjoyable enough that I looked past those things. Right. So it really depends. Like if the game is very linear, then I could see like game breaking stuff, like just ruining the game for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And you got to remember that developers are only allowed to, they're only really allowed to make a certain percentage effort to getting changes made just because the companies that publish these games, if you're fixing stuff to the point of that, they're spending a lot of man hours on it. They're like, we'll just wait till number two. Like don't, right. yeah. don't go and completely fix every concern. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we're going to save that for well, number and, two. And I think that's impossible anyway. You can't go in and fix absolutely every concern because that's, that's very subjective because it, one it person, one person's concern may not be another person's. Well, like, and you it, might break something else in the process of fixing exactly, their one yeah. thing. Man, that's so true. So I don't know. It, it says router said games are so complex now that many things can go wrong. Yep. So. Yep. Nice. Uh, Ryan Hillis at RC Hillis. Gabe, if you had to pick, would it still be the order 1886? <laughs> 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 I love that. That's yeah, so great. It was last night. I, I, I liked it. I liked it. I only Good. played probably the first little bit. Uh, and because I hadn't watched anything, ain't nobody say nothing about Lycans. I know. And uh, so that caught a brother off guard. So you can hear nice. me on there like, oh, snap. Yep. <laughs> the first one jumps out. Yep. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I liked it so far. It, for some reason, like people were complaining about the gameplay. And for sh- and sure, I made a comment while I was playing. I was like, oh, I kind of feel like I'm just playing Heavy Rain where you're just kind of yes, watching yeah. yourself play a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, but at the same time, it's, you know, it looks so good and and like oh. I said like I don't mind that style of gameplay and I I wasn't expecting anything and so you know I'm not disappointed with what I'm getting. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Uh at Jamie Bissett, what is the craziest job you did as a kid to earn pocket money? Pot money? P- pocket oh. money. <laughs> pocket. I was like, "Dang. <laughs> I've never had pot money before, but <laughs> Uh, pocket. I never did anything crazy. The first job I got, I was 14 and I worked at a grocery store. I was a bagger and it was good. Yeah. You crazy router. That's right. I'm just so wild. I did work at a Sam Goody for a while. That was fun. Nice. I can see, <laughs> I can see you at a Sam Goody for sure. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. People it was person. fun. What about you, Halsifer? Uh, th- th- it was kind of funny. Like when I was, I think 12, um, uh, I lived in a, uh, like a condo complex at the time mm-hmm. and we were all waiting for the bus one day and for some reason there was like a big crab apple fight what? and nice. got and our our bus stop was at the clubhouse of the complex so we got like apple all over the clubhouse oh, like it God. was just all over the place and as soon as we got home from school like there was like a big meeting they were like okay we know that you guys did this and you're gonna have to clean it up and you're gonna have to do like 20 hours of landscaping each so basically we were all subject to that. And as soon as we finished our landscaping duty, they were like, all right, you can stay on for $2 an hour if you want to, uh, hey, there you go. like if you want to earn a little bit of money, cause they knew we were all like too young to get actual jobs. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I was like, well, 
I guess I'm going to take this. <laughs> That's funny. Dude, I need money. Was, landscaping was was fun. I did that for a summer. And that's when I got Lyme's disease. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I was crap. laughs> uh, but that man, that that job was it was very rewarding, very cool. It was you're outside. It was fun working outside. Is, you're getting vitamin really D fun. the whole time. So yeah, it's like absolutely. You're, you're like loving it. So yep, yep. That's funny. Um, I worked at an insurance adjusting company for oh, a little while, and man, oh man, it's probably the worst job I've ever had. But I don't that, think I couldn't see you doing that. Were you doing? I was like, doing. I was walking around burnt down houses and naming everything that got destroyed. Oh that's man! Cool. Wow, is that is would be cool. cool. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that's cool about it is that it huh, really. This was a copy of the Order eighteen eighty two. Yeah, it was. The only thing that was cool about it was that it made it made me really grateful for what I had. Sure, because sure. Wow. I mean, because it all could go day away like just, that. Yeah, all day you're walking around these houses that are destroyed and families live there and i'm literally walking around with a tape recorder like one white hanes t-shirt oh wow oh wow you know four you know silver spoons you know <laughs> wow. one toy car you know what i'm saying and, uh, and you one name copy it, of various records <laughs> christmas cd, christmas exactly. CD. <laughs> i would I, I just signed that and put it back down yeah. um but uh the um but it, yeah it just made me really grateful cuz you're like man I, this house was two stories and now it's one story and wow. I'm walking around it and people are displaced and, you know, you're finding videotapes and old pictures and, you know, and all kind oh, of stuff man, that's been that's destroyed good. by smoke and fire. So, wow. That was that's a rough crazy. job. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one. Ready? Ollie V at Oriba. If huh? you were <laughs> exactly just, just go along with Oriba. it. Oriba. If you were a 90s R&B group, what would your name be and what would be your hit song? Oh, this oh. is great. Hall, you first, baby. Question. Yeah. Um, <sighs> man. <laughs> hang on, hang on a second. Yeah, what what I do mean, you guys think? Uh, <laughs> that's so tough. Uh, okay, if I was... Uh, I wish I'd have saw I, that last night and I could have like, uh, spent the night I thinking about it. I should have probably prepped this because that could have been good. <laughs> okay, so my name, my R&B uh, name would be T-Love. Nice. And, and my hit song would be um, <laughs> Freak You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, no. It would be Freak Ya. Y-A. Freak Ya. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Come on, T Love. That, that was great. That was perfect. Coming up at the top of the hour. Let's do this. <laughs> our, group, our group name be Fairlight. Fairlight. Our record could be Channel D. Channel D. I have no idea what any of that, that means. That sounds way more college oh, alternative from, than it does. Uh, like, Fairlight Channel D. From the Fair Fairchild. 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 Fair Fairchild. <laughs> I was like, are you the all white R and B boy band? Is that what you do? Yeah, right. They Fairchild. Fairchild. Channel D. Um, all right. Oh, jeez, I don't know. Uh, Channel D D E E, right? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, <laughs> it have <Perfect>. to be. <laughs> Man, cool, I, I I literally have nothing. Uh, I oh. think I um uh, my group would be called. I mean, it so, could be a solo. It could be a solo career game like me. Oh look yeah, at what T, look at what T Love did in the nineties. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um. Golly, I don't, or our some, group could be two T's and a G. There it is. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we could be two T's and a G. Yeah, um, or a G double T. Um, gosh, at least come up with a song. 
till the uh till the candles go out. Till the candles go out. <laughs> Burning candles. <laughs> Burning candles. Burning candles. Bur- Burning, B-U-R-N-I-N, right? Burning. Oh, not, yeah. Not Burning apostrophe. G- yeah, with apostrophe yeah, yeah. at the end. Burning candles. Yeah, not I burning. Yeah, burning candles. Okay. Is the name of the song. <laughs> I have no idea what group in their right mind would sing that. Uh, <laughs> maybe like, you know, uh, Hershey Love and the... <laughs> <laughs> Ch- chocolate, chocolate thunder. Yeah, exactly. well, I was gonna say when I see us as an R and B group, I see us as like a boys to men clone. Of course, mm-hmm. it would have to be. Can mm-hmm. you stand the and rain? The rain. Uh, <laughs> uh, gosh, that's a good question. Thank you, everybody, for all those great questions. That was a good one this this yes, week. I love that. Sorry, we took so long on that one, Hall. Um, uh, <laughs> that's really funny. Okay, quick question for you guys. We ask you guys a question every week. Um, this is going to be a little subjective, but I just want to hear people's opinions. We're a year and a half into this console generation. Do we have our great games yet? I feel like we don't for no, some reason. I feel like we've got really good games, but I feel like we don't have our great games yet. And what is taking so long? Cause it's not like, it's not like imagination stops or anything like that. What do you think, Hall? I think that, uh, holiday 2015, we'll see our great games. Nice. But, but that's that's so subjective though too because what what do you mean by great games? Great games as in utilizing the the next gen console? What does it look like? I mean because- games games that show up on those, you know, you know when like the the uh like popular entertainment channels will do like the 100 greatest games of all time oh, yeah, and they'll yeah, start yeah. to put like current gen games on yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Uncharted yeah. 2 like obviously that's- broke some kind of mold to where people were like, "Oh my gosh, what the heck with this game?" That's that's a great way to yeah, put it. Yeah, Mass Effect Two did too. Like, yep, Mass like Effect games for the show Xbox. Up on, we don't, on yeah, your top hundred games lists, and they yep. show up pretty high up there. So, yeah, that is that's a great way to put it. And yeah, you, then I continue to agree. Yeah, I don't. We're not there yet. Yeah, I, I don't and think, I think we're you're there right. Yet, but we I think you're be. right, Hall. I think this this holiday is going to be huge. Yeah, there you go. So, do we have our great games of this current? console generation if you want to do the long form go over to the forum and answer why why don't we yet because i always wonder that like why why don't we have what's stopping us from having our great games oh use hashtag answer mttg thank you guys so much for listening uh want to get some of these voicemails back in the show you can give us a call at 702-703 mttg i got to talk to chalfie this week it was awesome. fun kicking it with him and just seeing what's going on there in the LBC. Uh, so shout out to Chalfie. Um, yes, I'm your boy Gabe Patillo. That is Tim Router. That is Timothy Hall. And we are married to the games. If we are up out this thing, peace. <laughs>